0: you ever watch this guy on television you all were not telling the truth and you should not be trusted congressman
1: matt gates thank you for what you did for your country today be
0: offended with the democratic whip not house republicans like a machine matt gates welcome to hot takes i'm congressman matt gates let's talk about the news the los angeles dodgers are world series champions defeating the tampa bay rays in the sixth game of the world series Justin Turner, one of the good players for the Dodgers, actually had to get pulled in the game as a result of coronavirus. They prevail 3-1. And I just can't help but take note that the state of California is kind of owning the state of Florida in sports, in finals series. I mean, you've got the Dodgers beating the Rays in baseball, and then in basketball, it was LeBron's Lakers over the Miami Heat team that I cheer for. So I guess Florida will just have to settle for being The best state for business, the best state for public safety, the best state for taxes. Our beaches are better, but it does look like the Golden State has our number when it comes to final sports series. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow. The Tucker Carlson interview with Tony Bablinski is setting the political world ablaze, detailing the scandals, not just between the Biden family and foreign businesses and the Chinese Communist Party, but Joe Biden himself, specifically Joe Biden. Listen to Tony Bablinski talk about his first meeting with the vice president.
2: So this was at night. The president, the vice president has just flown across the country. He's an older man. He's got work to do. Correct. But they carved out a piece of his schedule for you to meet with him why why would they do that
3: um because they were sort of whining and dining me and presenting the strength of the biden family uh to get me more engaged and want to take on the ceo role uh and you know um develop Sinohawk both in the united states and around the world in partnership with uh cfc And uh, I, as you can imagine, I've been asked uh, by 100 people over the last month, you know, why would you be meeting with Joe Biden? And I sort of turned the question around to the people that asked me, why at 1038 on the night of May 2nd, would Joe Biden take time out of his schedule to sit down with me in a dark bar at the Beverly Hilton, sort of positioned behind a column so people couldn't see us, to have a discussion about his family and my family and uh, business at a very high level. Uh, where Jim Biden sat and Hunter Biden participated in. The former vice president
2: has said he had no knowledge whatsoever of his son's business dealings and was not involved in them at all. But this sounds like direct involvement in them.
3: Yeah, that's a blatant lie. When he states that, that is a blatant lie. Obviously, the world's aware that I attended the uh, debate last Thursday. And uh, in that debate, he made a specific statement around questions around this from the president And uh, I'll be honest with you, I uh, almost stood up and screamed liar and walked out because I was shocked um, that after four days or five days that they prepped for this, that the Biden family is taking that position
0: to the world. Boblinski also plays a phone call between himself and Rob Walker. Rob Walker is a key figure in this story as the face of Biden's family business dealings, saying the Bidens should come clean or Boblinski would go public. Take a listen. The
2: Biden family knew that you're going public with this and you spoke to rob walker about it again the the self described biden family representative and biden family the meaning joe biden as well what was his response when you let him know that you were going public with this
3: uh Trying to coach me, (laughs) trying to sort of say, hey, we don't want to do that. We don't want, you know, press trucks out in front of our house. I'm going to have to move. Uh, I could lose my job. Um, And uh, all that, um, you know, I'm not trying to cause any harm to anyone in this situation, let alone Rob Walker and his family, James Gillier and uh, and his family. Um, But basically, Rob's position was if you go on record with all these facts, you'll bury all of us.
4: If he doesn't come out on record. I am uh, providing this, the facts. Tony, you're just going to just
2: you. bury all of us, man. What was your response to that?
3: Um, I was focused on pushing these guys to do the right thing, to demonstrate an ounce of integrity in front of the American people. They all know the facts. I live the facts. And luckily
0: for the American people, all the facts are extremely well documented. Tony Boblinski identified the fact that it was not a desire to make money or get notoriety that brought him to this moment it was his patriotism and his desire to clear his name take a listen and i had to go on the record last weekend i was in
3: virginia uh, sally my sister-in-law passed away at around i think 638 saturday morning that's the wife of my brother who spent 28 years serving this country as a naval flight officer and just retired So you can imagine me dealing with that and the tragedy of that. When I saw Adam Schiff go on record talking about Russian disinformation after this email had been posted online by the New York Post, and remember that email was to me, from James Gillier, right? It wasn't, you know, I wasn't blind carboned or CC'd on that. It was to me stating that I was gonna be the CEO of this enterprise. Um, I uh, I was at the end of my rope. And so I crawled Rob Walker, and I told him that if that statement isn't retracted by uh, Congressman Schiff by midnight on Sunday, that I was going on record and I was disclosing all the facts to the American government, to the American citizen, and the world. I was hoping the Bidens would do the right thing, Or Schiff would retract his statement, but I could not allow another minute, another hour or day for my family's name to be associated or or muddied up around Russian disinformation. So even as I sit here today, I would ask the Biden family to come on record
0: and stop using my name or associating it with Russian disinformation. Perhaps Tucker Carlson was most shocked in this interview when he asked how the Bidens thought they could get away with it. Boblinski shared a conversation that he'd had with Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother. It's absolutely shocking.
3: With the clearance, the government is watching closely that they're not influenced by the Russians, the Iranians, the Chinese and stuff like that. So as I was listening to Jim walk through this, um, I have a big heart. If you talk to anybody who knows me, they would uh, they, they would weigh in on that. Um, I'm a kind person. And I'm, I'm thinking about the Biden family. Like, how are they doing this? I know Joe decided not to run in 2016, but what if he ran in the future? Aren't they taking political risk or headline risk? And I remember looking at Jim Biden and saying, how are you guys getting away with this? Like, aren't you concerned? And he he looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said, uh, plausible deniability. He said that out loud? Uh, Yes, he said it directly to me, one-on-one in a cabana at the Peninsula Hotel after about a you know, hour and a half, two hour meeting with me asking out of concern, how are you guys doing this? Aren't you concerned that you're going to put your brother's you know, future presidential campaign at risk? Um, you know, the Chinese, the stuff that you guys have been doing already in 2015 and 2016 around the world. And uh, I just can almost picture his face where he sort of chuckles and says, you know, plausible deniability. So he said this is a man who's been drafting off his
2: brother's political career for almost 50 years. He said, to your face, essentially, we're we're
3: lying about it. Uh, uh, Anyone uh, watching this interview can look up what
0: plausible deniability means. And the definition is very distinct. My chairman, that's what Hunter Biden called his father. Listen to how that matters, how it fits in, and how it directly implicates Joe Biden.
2: This is a small point, but I, I can't get over it. So you saw a number of reporters say, again, in an effort to bat away your story, your testimony on this, that the chairman referred to in a bunch of these emails was not Joe Biden. It was, in fact, the government of China. When you see people refer to the chairman thinks this, the chairman thinks that, they're talking about China and not Joe Biden. So I want to put up on the screen. Here is a text message you received from Hunter Biden to you Hey, Tony, I have an idea. In light of the fact that we are an impasse of sorts and both James's lawyers and my chairman gave an emphatic no, I think we should all meet in Romania on Tuesday next week. So you're hearing reporters say that chairman was, in fact, the Chinese government. Here you have Rob Walker responding to you. Clearly there's some confusion over this. And he's saying, and I'm going to put this on the screen now, when he said, when Hunter Biden said his chairman, he was talking about his dad.
3: Correct. There's two chairmen in the story. There's Chairman Yee, was the chairman of CFC. Yes. In that text from Hunter Biden, he was not tra- talking about the chairman of CFC. And what Hunter's referencing there is he spoke with his father, and his father is giving an emphatic no to the ask that I had, which was putting proper governance in place around Oneida Holdings. So Joe Biden is
2: vetoing your plan for putting stricter governance in the company. I mean, and and it's it's right here in the emails.
3: Yeah, yeah, Tucker, I wanna be very careful in front of the American people. That is not me writing that. That is not me claiming that. That is Hunter Biden writing on his own phone, typing in that I spoke with my chairman, referencing his father. If the world thinks that that my chairman is not his father, then Hunter Biden would come forward and go on record and state to
0: the world.
2: But you have the Biden family representatives, Rob Walker, saying right here, May
0: 19th, no, when he said his chairman, he was talking about his dad. Exactly. It is my sincere hope that the media will actually work to continue verifying these details, that we'll see actual investigative reporting around the Biden family corruption, because increasingly, You're seeing digital platforms, corporate media doing anything they can to silence this incredible story, the story that shows that the Bidens aren't really working for the benefit of America. They're working for their own personal self-interest. You see, Donald Trump didn't need the job of president. He was already a billionaire. He was already famous. He had a really great life. He ran because he loves our country and he knows that we need bold leadership to be the best version of ourselves. Joe Biden's running because it allows his family members, his brother, his son to enrich themselves and engage in these dealings that they have no real experience for, but they're going to take equity in the deals because of their family name. We deserve better as the leader of our country, whether you agree with Donald Trump or disagree with him, uh, he's there saying what he believes, not what someone's paying him to believe or what someone is giving him equity in a company to believe. So go with the honest candidate if nothing else and here that is obviously donald trump not the blatant liar joe biden safe third country it's a key term in immigration law particularly where people are trying to either use or abuse the asylum process to enter a nation you see when you add substantial portions of the population in the northern triangle moving into the United States through Mexico, they would walk into the country, say the magic words to be eligible to make an asylum claim, and then you saw the catch and release. They would be released, they would be told to come back to a court date, I think 97% or something in that range, they were not showing up for that court date. And so you really just had the asylum process tortured and manipulated so that people could enter our country illegally with no consequence, and and it makes us a joke of a nation not to have integrity to our borders. So President Trump, then DHS Secretary Kevin McElhinney, they developed these very good agreements with Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, even Mexico, to create safe third countries. So now, if someone seeks to come to the United States illegally, if they then want to convert that illegal immigration into an asylum claim just by saying magic words they don't necessarily get released into the united states sometimes they wait in mexico oftentimes now they're waiting in guatemala in honduras they're not waiting in our country and then you know having kids having the anchor baby then that kid is a citizen and they have the ability to start pulling the chain on the chain migration all the things that created a broken immigration system. So, President Trump sets up Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras as safe third countries. So, as people are awaiting their asylum adjudication in the United States, they're not necessarily in the United States. That brings us to today's story. And we get it from The Star in Canada. In Canada, the courts have ruled that they cannot designate America as a safe third country. And now we have an agreement with Canada that lays out that if someone wants to go make an asylum claim in Canada, they're allowed to wait in the United States because the United States is obviously a safe third country. I mean, we're the greatest country in the world, so pretty low bar. Well, the left-wing elements of Canadian jurisprudence issued an order to their government, to their federal government, that they had to alter... This agreement, because in their words, the United States process for dealing with asylum seekers is cruel and inhumane. And so now you've got this standoff between the Canadian courts and the Canadian government where the Canadian government is saying, if the United States can't be a safe third country, then there'll be an unprecedented, unmanageable flow of refugees into Canada who are otherwise in the United States. So I guess if that's what the Canadian courts want, My hot take is maybe we ought to give it to them. The the elected representatives of the people don't want this, but the courts do. Interesting. We'll see if Canada thinks enough of the United States to leave us as a safe third country. Or, hey, if they want to delist us, I feel like Br'er Rabbit. Throw us in that briar patch. Then instead of those asylum seekers and refugees waiting in the United States, we'll send them north to Canada. Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, and Sundar Pichai were virtually testifying today before the Senate Commerce Committee, a fiery exchange between Dorsey and Senator Ted Cruz. Take a listen. Did
1: Twitter block the distribution of the New York Times' story a few weeks ago that purported to be based on copies of President Trump's tax returns?
4: We didn't find that a violation of our terms of service and this policy in particular because it was reporting about the material. It wasn't distributing Uh, the material. Okay, well, that's
1: actually not true. They, They posted what they purported to be original source materials and federal law, federal statute makes it a crime, a federal felony to distribute someone's tax returns against their knowledge. So that material was based on something that was distributed in violation of federal law and yet Twitter gleefully allowed people to circulate that. But when the article was critical of Joe Biden, Twitter engaged in rampant uh censorship and silencing
4: and again we recognized errors in that policy we we changed it within 24 hours this is this is but you're still them. watching the new york post you haven't changed it we have changed it they can log into their account delete the original tweet uh that was you the forced
1: the political reporter to take down his post about the new york post as well is that correct within
4: that 24-hour period yes but we you know as the policy has changed Anyone can tweet. So Twitter
1: takes the view. You can censor the
4: New York Post. You can censor Politico.
1: Presumably, you can censor the New York Times or any other media outlet. Mr. Dorsey, who the hell elected you and put you in charge of what the media are allowed to report and what the American people are allowed to hear? And why do you persist in behaving as a Democratic super PAC, silencing? views to the contrary of your political beliefs Let, let's give uh, mr dorsey uh, uh, a few seconds to answer that and uh, then we'll have to conclude this this um, segment
4: well we're we're not doing that uh and this is why i opened um this hearing with calls for more transparency we realize we need to earn trust more we realize that more accountability is needed to show our intentions and to show the outcomes thank um, you Senator. so i i hear the concerns and acknowledge them but we want to fix it with more transparency.
0: Perhaps more incredulous is this claim by Mark Zuckerberg. Take a listen.
5: You can see why this lack of ideological diversity among the executives and employees of your company could be problematic and may be contributing to some of the distrust among conservatives and Republican users. And so I guess the question that I would ask is, and and Mr. Zuckerberg, uh, my understanding is that the person that's in charge of election integrity and security at Facebook is a former uh, Joe Biden staffer. Um, is there someone that's closely associated with President Trump who's in the same sort of election integrity role at Facebook? And uh, what? how do you all respond to that argument that there isn't sufficient balance um, in terms of the, the political ideology or diversity in, in your companies and uh, how do you deal with the, the lack of sort of trust that creates among conservatives?
1: Let's see if we can have uh, three brief answers there.
4: Uh, um, Senator, I think having balance is, is valuable, and we, we try to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not aware of the example that you say of, of someone in charge of the, the this process who worked for... Um, for for Biden in the past. So we can follow up on on that if
1: that's that's right. Follow up on the record uh, for the rest of this answer, please, Mr. Zuckerberg.
0: How does Mark Zuckerberg know that the people he's trusting are not linked to one of the major candidates for the presidency in this election? It's just incomprehensible that he doesn't know this. And increasingly, it looks like when Mark Zuckerberg testifies before the Congress, he lies. He lied about the extent to which political bias impacted hiring and firing decisions. He's lying about not knowing that he's populating the Facebook content review team with people who are linked to Joe Biden. Shame on Mark Zuckerberg, but I'm glad the Republicans are at least doing something in the Senate to hold their feet to the fire. Personnel is policy Especially in the Trump administration where President Trump is so willing to create this like very eclectic group of people around him with different types of experiences sometimes not just Washington experiences and you know the story that Alumba Kari wrote about PPO director John McEntee is so important, please make sure to read it. We're gonna put it out on social media and it walks through how in the war on big tech, you may have seen circumstances in the past where more establishment people got those jobs and then were willing to protect big tech because they wanted jobs with big tech. But John McAtee at PPO is curating a group of people who can operationalize our war against those who would destroy free speech who would enhance cancel culture, and who would believe that they are the sole arbiters of what is true, what is information, and what is misinformation. So uh, if you follow the appointment process, if you look at some of these key positions, you know, FCC, FEC or two that I think are very important, you'll see how the Trump team is now working better than ever before to ensure that the Trump agenda, that the Trump doctrine lives not just in the lives where we encounter each other in person, but that it also lives to create free speech online. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes. I'm Congressman Matt Gates, on assignment in Arizona, campaigning for the president tonight on my way to Tampa, where tomorrow I will connect with President Trump at a Make America Great Again rally with the great people of Tampa uh, and the Bay Area. So we'll have highlights from that for sure. Until then, Do us a favor, give us a five-star rating on Apple iTunes and make sure you're subscribed so that you're with us each and every weekday for more hot takes.